Well, welcome to another edition of Intentional Conversations. On Intentional Conversations, we seek to interview leaders in men's ministry to help men grow spiritually and leaders and pastors reach men in today's culture, discussing issues men face daily. It's a program where a men's ministry leader interviews leaders in men's ministry. Hey, men, this is Mike Salem with Cake Beer Men. I thank you for joining us today on this uh, very interesting uh, episode that we're going to do. Occasionally, you know that we deviate uh, from talking with men's ministry leaders to discuss significant events and activities that uh, we believe that men should be a part of and take a vital interest in. And on this episode, we are going to do that. We're going to uh, have a discussion that I believe uh, will be a monumental event in North Carolina come this fall. And, uh, and I can't help but think of uh, over 20 years ago when we and Promise Keepers had a rally in the cap nation's capital in 1997, uh, where hundreds of thousands of men gathered together to pray for our nation. And this is very similar in, in, in what we want to do is pray for our state. So this Saturday on October 14th, there's an event uh, that we men need to be aware of, we need to promote, and if possible, we need to participate in on that day. It is called Pray North Carolina. And what is happening in our state, in our nation, uh, this movement is calling for brothers and sisters in Christ to come together as we ask God's intervention in the direction the culture is currently heading. And the organizers are praying that this will not only be a life-changing event in North Carolina, but it will spread across all 50 states. And I, and I certainly hope that it is. And on this episode, I have uh, uh, Tanya Skelly, uh, who is the event coordinator for Pray North Carolina, and Mike Shoff, I hope I said that right, uh, Mike, uh, who is a pastor and advisor for Pray North Carolina. Welcome, guys. I appreciate y'all being with us. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Well, good. Well, Tanya, I'm going to start with you. Uh, can you kind of give us an overview of, of what Pray North Carolina is all about? Sure. It, it actually started, you know, we have 100 counties in North Carolina, and it actually started in Rowan County which um, is in between Greensboro and Charlotte. And we started coming together to pray and pray over issues that we're, um, we're seeing in our, our community, violence and drugs and you know, all kinds of issues that's plaguing our nation in all cities and all counties. But a group of believers started coming together. 2017, October 2017 was our first time gathering. Mm -hmm. We uh, met on the county steps in Rowan County and we called it Pray Rowan. We actually started planning for it about three months prior. Um, had about 30 people that were on our committees. We created five different committees um, and then worked in that capacity and then came together in October. So we're coming up on eight years. This October wow. is eight years that we've been yeah. praying faithfully. The first Saturday of every month, we meet for one hour. Um, and and it, it is the springboard or the foundation to which Pray North Carolina is, is coming from. Wow, that's super. So, so is there any other counties that are doing this right now where they're actually meeting? So it, it's interesting you ask that. Yeah, are, are they doing it um, in the way that we are? I don't know, but I have had okay. people come to me to say, so I met with a woman just last week that she is starting something similar in a county um, adjacent to ours called Cabarrus. And um, she just, her first meeting was last month. She didn't even know about Pray Rowan. So wow. I just met her for for lunch last week and said, 
can I give you cliff notes? Um, you know, we've been doing this for eight years. Let me let me help you. Let me give you the pros, cons. Let me tell you what to stay away from. Let me tell you what we've done. But obviously the Holy Spirit is going to move personally in that community and how they, they do things. But it is faithful believers coming together. We know of it happening in Haywood County. Um, the sheriff there actually started it. It's called, um, I think, Haywood Praise or Pray Haywood, something along those lines. They started it about seven or eight years ago. They've done, I think, two or three of them over the years. But the first one they held, it was thousands of people that came, so much so that, um, hey, Sheriff, you need to let us know because we're having uh, traffic issues. <laughs> yes. yes. So praise God for that, right? Amen. 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 So, so are you seeing that God, through, through the power of the Holy Spirit, is beginning to move among different people? And starting to bring those uh, uh, the other like-minded without even realizing what they're doing. Yes, yes, and I and I would say it's what God is putting on His kiddos' heart, right? Um, that we need to be faithful. We need to be praying. And by the way, we're, we're we're probably not really good at doing that. So much so as the church, the capital C, um, a lot of churches can hold a prayer event and anybody shows up. I, I personally go to a church that's very prayerful, um, but I would say a lot of churches. And, and people don't understand the power of prayer. Amen. I think it's it's something like a third of the Bible where God Amen. and Jesus talk about we need to be praying. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor Mike, how did you get involved with uh, with this movement, with this uh, action to pray for North Carolina? Well, I appreciate you having us on, Mike. And uh, I think it's like everything. You know, I say this line a lot. God's given me a good seat to watch him work. Uh, in, in church and you know we're blessed here but it, we basically get to see him do things that we're not smart enough to do and make opportunities that you know he gives us opportunities it's just that we have to take them and it, he just worked it out to where I'm Tanya's pastor and uh -huh. God had laid this on her heart and uh, of course I had a piece about it and we were in the the organizational stage and uh, have been with them from the beginning and have seen a lot of lives change. And, you know, as Tanya said, it, it's something that, that God wants us to do. And I think uh, being able to continue to, to put that forth, uh, like you, I was at the, um, the promise keepers rally 20 years ago. Uh, it was such a group of people that were there and we went with a good spirit within the group of guys that I had, but, it becomes um, that's that's so far reaching uh, as far as uh, it, it basically was a conference that was leading men and, and maybe trying to tell them uh, what they need to be doing and what they want to commit to. And this is different in the fact that, you know, we're trying to follow um, what the Bible tells us mm -hmm. in, in second Chronicles. And, you know, the first thing is, when we show up to something like this, the first step is to humble ourselves. And Amen. when you, when you have something like we had at pray row in that grows into pray North Carolina, the fact that you're obligating your time to be there, you have to humble yourself to give your time to the Lord. So just showing up is the first step of humility. And Amen. then the testimony of saying that we're going to stand in front of people and we want to recognize who we serve. And, you know, in a day and time to where, counties and i said this last night at church but where counties are giving permits to have all kind of events in in their town um that 
that, that might not glorify God, we need to be at the ones that glorify God. And then in our state, when we come together and, and ironically on a day like today, which is the national day of prayer, we're talking about prayer. You think yeah. about our opportunity to stand uh, together in unison, uh, humbly uh, pouring our heart out to the Lord. But the first thing we do is, you know, it's, it's a prayer of repentance because we come to him repenting for us, repenting for our county, repenting for our state. And then uh, we pour out our petitions to him. And, and so uh, it's from the beginning, it's been a privilege to be a part of. And um, I, I don't know that I've done anything except just grow with it, advise a little bit and just uh, be a part of the prayer team. Super. Yeah, that's great. Well, tell us a little bit about what, uh, you know, the, the, the actual pray for North Carolina is on October 14th uh, at the Capitol building. I believe it's one Edenton Street, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And um, so t- tell us what that day is going to be like. What what uh, What's going to transpire uh, when we gather together on that day? So we held our first one last year. Last year, it came together in seven weeks. So this year, um, just so grateful that we've we have almost seven months to plan for this. And so um, this is grassroots. This is God's people coming together. I have a friend that wrote a book on revival, and he talks about um, when we're a believer, we have the light of the Holy Spirit in us. We are we are a pinprick of light, and even a pinprick of light dispels darkness. But you get a bunch of pinpricks of light. You get thousands of people. That's a spotlight, and it cannot be ignored. Mm-hmm. And so um, the things that we're going to be doing is we're going to be repenting, as Pastor Mike said, for what we have actually failed to do um, mm-hmm. as God's children, as a mm-hmm. as a nation, as the church. Um, and, you know, the, God will look at the church. He's looking at the church and going to hold the, the church accountable, um, n- not people who don't know him, not people that aren't aren't walking with him, or aren't saved, but it's the church. But we are also praying for um, our first responders. We're praying for elected officials. We're definitely praying for our local pastors and our churches. We're praying for marriages, godly families, for our students, our children. Um, We're praying against the violence, the homelessness, the mental illness, a lot of things that are happening and um, in our schools to our children that we're seeing across the state, nefarious Mm -hmm. things that are being done and undermining the family. Um, you know, the first institution God created is the family and Satan has come for the family. And when the family goes, there goes society. And so we we want to stand in the gap. We want to intercede um, on behalf of these issues and many others. That's that's super. That's that's great. Um, is this going to be an all day event or is it uh, an hour? Is it four hours? Uh, what, what, what do people expect from that standpoint? So we had um, North Carolina Capital Commission um, contact us. Capital Commission is in our all, all 50 legislatures, and it is a prayer group. It's a nonpartisan um, prayer group. They're praying with all the legislatures, and they hold mm-hmm. chapel. And so North Carolina Capital Commission, the president is Burt Jones, and he contacted us and said that, you know, hey, we'd love to come alongside of you and you us. We do a fall prayer walk. And how about we do the prayer walk at 11 a.m.? Um, and so we're doing that at 11 a.m., um, leaving the Capitol steps, and we'll do a, a short prayer walk, and then we will come back to the Capitol steps, and then pray North Carolina will be from 12 to 2 o'clock, so okay. three hours. Okay. Okay, so we'll be praying the whole time, or will there be uh, guest speakers there also? Um, we are working on one guest speaker. Last year, we had Ann Graham Lotz. 
Um, we are working on a guest speaker that they would speak for about 15 minutes or so. We also have praise music. Um, at the end of last year, we sang God Bless America. We will be doing that again. Um, and so this is people who love this country. Um, we understand um, the foundation of this country. The, you know, the only country in the world founded on the Holy Gospel. We, yeah. And there'll be different speakers. Um, yes. But each speaker will will be talking about a subject and then we'll be praying over that subject. It, ah. won't, be a, it won't be a continual two hour prayer. Each person will give an, uh, basically an invitation uh, to pray over something after they're explaining it. And then um, I think we're going to break into groups uh, and pray at some point where we're just have uh, people groups there that are praying together. And then we have another prayer at the end uh, that we're, we're praying in unison. So there'll be opportunities to pray scattered with different people who are introducing different areas to pray about. That's right. Oh, that's super. So, so uh, I think that's, that's great to force me to do that to help us to guide us through what we need to be praying for. And so we don't overlook something. So right. we don't overlook something when we're praying. That's good. Well, Pastor Mike asked me, t tell me this, how can pastors, what do they need to do to, to get their, um, congregations involved in this? Well, I think um, what you're doing today is great and getting the word out. Mm -hmm. But as always, the pastors, we are uh, considered that under shepherd, not the great shepherd, but the under shepherd. Right, right. And so our, uh, our job is to initiate. And so we need to initiate, uh, whether it's putting the word out in a way of, of being able to let people know, but then initiate uh, the strength that it's going to bring to the church. Anytime that a church comes together, even from the trip traveling there, your mm -hmm. church will grow in fellowship. From the time Amen. that you're praying over this, your church will grow in fellowship. But Amen. to strengthen the church in prayer, what happens is, you know, we read that Acts 4 story about uh, when Peter and John were were uh, detained and, and they held them and they let them out because uh, there were people that were, there were people that were praying, but they let them out because they said that, they were going to listen to God instead of anybody else. But when they came out, Mike, you know, what they prayed for was not that they didn't get apprehended again. They, they prayed for boldness mm -hmm. and they prayed for boldness to pray. And the Bible says that the place shook where they were praying. And that's mm -hmm. what we want to happen. We want a shaking to happen. And, and that can only happen from the local church, which is a part of the church coming together. When God sees this unity and he sees this agreement that we're coming without an agenda, without a, a selfish agenda, but we're coming to bring glory to him, God answers those kind of prayers. So to the pastors, for your, for your congregations to see God at work and to increase the boldness of your flock to be able to represent him, this would be something that you would want to involve yourself in because so many times we're separately doing a lot of things, but when the church can come together, it will help the individual church, but then for the church to be a part of the church in one accord and agreement and knowing that even in this, we're going to present the gospel. So there may be some that are curious there, but if we come together in Jesus name, you know, our job is to make his name great. And so when we come together as little parts of, of one big part, it's going to strengthen the body. So I encourage pastors to be a part of it. And first of all, have that testimony of, of humbling yourself to say, Hey, we want to give this time. To, to glorify God. We want to give this time to come to him and take our prayers and petitions to him. But we also 
want to see the boldness that's going to happen with inside of our individual body when we do something like this that we know God approves of. Amen. Amen. That's so true. You know, one of the things that in, in my work in ministering to men and uh, being a uh, consultant to a number of number of men's ministry leaders and pastors is um, is that lack of coming together for common cause of, of spreading the gospel. There seems to be an attitude of competition, and that's what we want to stay away from here. We want those people coming. That's what God would want us to do. That's what right. uh, our, our Christ, Christ would want us to do. And forbid, forbid all the, the the age difference, the gaps, and the racial divisions, and denominational differences, and things like that. Come together, brothers and sisters of Christ, uh, right. for the uh, for the glory of God and for His kingdom's advancement. I appreciate Amen. that. Well, Tanya, I know there's uh, some other things you're doing to help get people involved. Uh, one of those areas is uh, pray coordinators. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? Uh, yes, I, I do want to circle back real quickly just to say, um, sure, sure. as you, as we are talking about, you know, making it all about Jesus, one of the things that we are very careful to do when we come up to the microphone to pray, whoever it is, we don't introduce ourselves. We don't talk about our church. It is all about Jesus. So egos Amen. are set aside. Um, and the other thing I would say is that the at the end of whether it's Pray Rowan or Pray North Carolina, we always give a gospel invitation, never assuming that those that are there are saved. Um, and so um, that's something that we're very faithful in doing and will continue to do. Well, so, I, appreciate, yes. and I appreciate you sharing that because that is so important. So important. It is. And we and as Pastor Mike said, we've seen lives change, whether it's a decision for the Lord, um, but the unity that of coming together the, really quickly. I will say that when we first started Pray Rowan, um, so we had people coming from all over our county that didn't know each other, look different, different cultures, backgrounds, all that. It was almost so we meet for that one hour, 10 to 11. It was like somebody turned on the lights and the cockroach scattered. Right. Well, within a few months, it, it's it was different. You'd start seeing a couple people linger, a couple conversations being had. And now sometimes it's like, hey, you got to go. You know, it's time to go because relationships have been formed. We've seen um, there have been some pastors that have met and they've spoken at each other's churches. Um, we know people that have gone on trips together. We, I've, I've seen people that are going to lunch or people are like, oh yeah, we've actually started doing, you know, thanks for human trafficking together. I had a, a, mm. a friend that came from Raleigh, came to pray. She got connected with a guy that's um, working on human trafficking. She came back here. They send me a picture of the three of them together. And so again, what God is doing with his kiddos, it's, it's more than we could ever even ask or imagine. We just have to be obedient to what he's calling us to do, which is again, coming together and praying. Yeah. So yes, to answer your question there, there, yes, we are um, 100 counties in North Carolina. And the idea is to have a county coordinator, um, a coordinator that is working in that capacity in every county. And so that they are reaching out to churches, uh, lay people, ministries, letting people know about Pray North Carolina. This is a grassroots effort. So we need all hands on deck. Um, one of the things that I'm asking our coordinators to do is that when they are contacting churches and people that they're asking, how can we be praying for you? Mm -hmm. And then we have two women in Raleigh that are our co-chairs. And so once we get prayer requests, we're sending it to Kathy and Sandra, and then they are going to send that out to everybody once a month that's on the team. Um, oh. Another thing that we're about to implement is having a Zoom call for our county coordinators once a month. So for about four an hour, 45 minutes, 
to spur each other on, to encourage each other, to pray for each other, to hear about the stories that we're collecting that are happening around the state, to hear about the prayer request. And so God is strengthening the body when we do this. Well, who could be a prayer coordinator? What kind of person are you looking for? Uh, prayer warriors, people who born again believers that understand the power of prayer, um, that are willing to, de to devote their time. Um, we're asking for, you know, about an hour a month. Do as more as you, you know, if you want to do more, that's great. But as little as an hour a month. Um, another thing that I say to people that when you're talking about Pray North Carolina, when you talk to that one person, ask them, would they commit to telling 10 people? And so they can text the information. They could speak to 10 people. But again, that is grassroots. That's how we let people know. And if people hear about this two, three, four times from different people, that's when they know there's something that's happening. Amen. 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 So, so currently, prayer we, Go ahead. We, we have 12 prayer coordinators. We're just now getting started. So only 88 to go. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that, and and uh, I, I I look forward to seeing what God's going to do through those coordinators and see what happens with us and and and, and minister. I'll let our listening audience know that uh, uh, Cape Fear Men is has partnered up with Pray North Carolina, and and yours truly has has agreed to be uh, the prayer coordinator for Pender County and help out here in the southeast as much as I can until we get all the other prayer coordinators together. And, and I'm already hearing and seeing excitement in this area for those who I've talked to. And, uh, uh, and so it's, it's great to see what God is doing in so many ways. It really yeah. is. Pastor Mike, you got anything else you want to share with us? Uh, just, you know, just appreciate the opportunity to share with this. And, you know, I would encourage the men. Uh, I've had the opportunity to, uh, to listen to the podcast, went back and listened to some. I appreciate what you're doing. And, uh, and the men that are listening, uh, knowing that you know this is just another event that that you can step up in your family and say, "As for me and my house, uh, we will serve the Lord, and this is what we're going Amen. to do." And I think, as a parent of uh, uh, adults now, you know, I have a lot of uh, I have a lot of uh, of knowledge that have been gained by things that I failed to do, and um, I look back now, and as a pastor, you look out and you think, you know. Uh, each household depends on the leadership in that household. And so to the men that are listening, uh, things like this, you know, as simple as as your your worship and taking your your family to worship and knowing that, hey, this is what we're going to do. Uh, don't listen to the chatter that comes from the world that says, well, it's not good to force someone to go. It's not good to make your family. God puts you in a position to establish um establish the direction of your family as the spiritual leader. So whether it be church, whether it be a prayer meeting, whether it be pray uh, North Carolina, this is a great thing to say. This is, this is what we believe in. And no matter what the Bible tells us that if you put that word in there, it won't return void and that you raise them in the way they should go. So uh, I, I just uh, lift up prayers for the men that are trying to be godly men leading their families. This is a good opportunity to do that and encourage pastors once again. Uh, this will strengthen your church in so many ways. Even on the, the bus ride there, the van ride there, relationships will be made. And then after they're there, uh, sometimes I think it's good, Mike, for us to see. Sometimes we think we're we're in this battle uh, uh, to be able to, to be a Christian in this life. And 
it's uh, it's just a small number of people. But when you see that group that gathers there, you get strength in the group knowing that, hey, these people believe the same way and that we're a force to be reckoned with, not through our power, but through the Lord's power. And so it's good to be able to to have that confidence of knowing, hey, there's a lot of people in these different counties that want the same thing. Amen. Amen. I appreciate Tanya, you and you and Mike uh, coming on and sharing the vision and what we want to do with Bay uh, North Carolina. So, uh, and, and and I'm just going to ask you, how would people get up with you, um, Tanya, if they want to know uh, more about Bay North Carolina, or if they want to talk to you about the possibility of being a prayer coordinator? Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Yeah, so if if you go to info at prayecclesia.com, you can send me an email um, and I will get back to you and um, I could let you know the counties that are involved. But even if we have a, a, a county coordinator in that particular county, it doesn't mean that other people can't um, be working in that capacity as well. Just letting people know. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I could. If if you are in a particular county that we have a coordinator, I could let you know who that is and then join forces. And so, you know, so um, but yes, you can reach me at that that email. Um, and so we also have a website that you can go and learn more information about um, our ministry, pray-nc.com. And then you can learn more about our ministry, our history. You could see our mission statement, our statement of faith um, and just what we've been doing for the last eight years in Rowan County prior to this. Well, that's super. And, and, and I do appreciate you. And I, and I, I encourage anyone who's listening, I don't care if you're in North Carolina or not. You know, one of the things that uh, Tanya and I were talking about before we actually started, started this program is that this podcast goes all over the, the United States and even in the world. And I hope this could be a, a, a catalyst. I hope the Lord will use this as a catalyst to, to pierce your heart and let the Holy Spirit direct you and possibly starting something very similar in your local region or in your, or in your, in your state or even your country and uh, seeing what God can do because prayer warriors need to be rising up in just about everywhere we go because uh, Christians are coming under attack now in so many different ways. And we do need to, to join together to support and encourage each other and see what God has to do. Thank you, Tanya. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it again for, for being with us. Thank you. Well, I thank you all for listening to this, for listening to Intentional Conversations with Mike Sound. Intentional Conversations is a production of CapeFearMen.net. And if you want to know more about what CapeFearMen.net does, you can email me at Mike.Sandlin at CapeFearMen.net. And I will be glad to get that to you when I can. But now I'm going to leave you with this blessing. I pray that God will give you a rock to stand on. He will give you a brook to drink from and a tree to shade you. And this is Mike Sandlin saying God bless. And I hope you will join us again on the next Intentional Conversations with Mike Sandlin.